0: Joe Biden gives a speech in Florida with Ron DeSantis and makes up stories again. The Supreme Court gives Second Amendment advocates another big win. And an unlikely group sues to protect abortion. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, I'm going to start with something different. And I think this is an important message. It's very telling. And it comes from a sermon made by a black pastor. Now I'm not sure where this is recorded. Uh, there wasn't a lot of information on it. It was this weekend. but I think this should really scare Democrats a little bit. So let's it's a, it's a little longer. It's about two minutes. but let's listen to it. Listen to the background noise, background folks too, because they're they're talking and it's very interesting, very telling. And I think it's an important message to, in, to the political sphere. Listen. Our nation is, is gone mad.
1: I hope y'all like y'all's president. Because in a year's time, he screwed the whole nation up. I, ain't, I, ain't got him. I told you, I don't care how many blind eyes open if I say something like that. When my blind eye, I'm out of here. He must be a Republican. It only took that man one year to screw the whole country up. A year. Don't be, don't be looking at me like... No, our nation's gone backwards. On, a year ago, you were paying $2 a gallon for gas. Yeah, let's take it where you can relate. And you're paying almost $4 now because of his decisions. Yeah, it's his decision. Two million people have crossed our borders uh, from Mexico. Uh, now nah, he's getting political. No, kingdom. And kingdom. Screw you up. You got, and these people coming in, don't get, they don't get COVID tests. And they aren't forced to get vaccinated. And they put on airplanes... Read your paper. Now they ain't going to put this in, in your paper. They don't report this. But they are flying people who cross the border illegally. Your government is flying them to cities across the United States and putting them up in hotels and paying for them with your money. Only took a year to screw the country up just took a year. just took a year. Yeah, he must be a Trump supporter. No, I believe...
0: Yep. Uh, the video's at com, but what he says, I believe he's holding up the Bible. Now, there's some really important messages with this. First off... It's the reality of the world. While Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris run around, talk about climate change, talk about major transitions, talk about they're losing their base. They're losing. This is not these are not these are not um, conservatives. They're not. They're, well, I think they're conservatives because they're religious right off the bat. But I think they are also Democrats. They're liberal Democrats. The and you can tell one reason why they're liberal Democrats. They talk about the Republicans. I'm not a Republican. You know, you probably should be, because Republicans were the ones that ended slavery. It was Democrats that started slavery. It was Democrats that supported slavery. It was Democrats that started Jim Crow. It was Democrats that fought that created segregation. It was never Republicans that did that. That piece of garbage, LBJ, made sure that Democrats would be labeled from now on the party of black people. So that's really kind of important to understand. Is that that? And this is what the Democrats do not get. The leftists do not get. Do you think this guy supports trans kids chopping body parts off of kids because they say they're a di- different sex? Kind of doubt it. Do you think this guy? Thinks that climate change is so is so dangerous that the world is going to end in ten years or eight years, whatever it is now. I don't think so. What this guy is basically saying, well, he got illegal immigration, and the borders are wide open. Two million people, and he's right. Two point two million people are already in the country. They just came up with a thing that says five hundred thousand uh, gotaways were occurring, and I think that is a guess. It's probably more, well, more, way more than that. The Biden administration just isn't listening. They're not in touch with anyone, and it's beginning to show. They're losing support from minorities. The Hispanic, Hispanic uh, community, they are not voting for Biden. They are not voting for Democrats. Look at look at what happened in Texas, in a small district in Texas. First time in over a hundred years that a Republican was voted into Congress in that in that district. Why? Because the Democrats have screwed it up so badly. They're talking. They're talking that a bunch of Democratic cities are going to lose represent uh, lose Democratic representatives because of this border crisis. Because the Biden administration is not listening. They, they're, they're worried about climate change. These guys are worried about getting to work. These guys are worried about putting food on the table. Um, there's a podcaster, a uh, very liberal, basically leftist podcaster, who on the other day, I, I can't remember, Andre the God or, or something like that. I can't remember. It, it's a very, very, just almost blasphemous name where he refers to himself as the God. But he basically said, um, yeah, we're all dying here. And again, I don't think that this guy is a leftist. I take it back. I don't think he's a leftist, that podcaster I'm thinking of. I think he's actually a moderate Democrat. And he even asked Biden during the, I I think he's kind of a racist, but he was asking Biden, what are you going to do for black people? Well, for the black community, is it better now? Are you in better shape than you were two years ago? The thing is, these the black voters and Hispanic voters, they were always kind of wondering, well, why are we voting Democrat? What have you done for us? Trump brought the the Democratic uh, the black uh, unemployment down to five percent. It's the lowest it was in history. What has Biden done? Hell, I'll go a step further. What did Barack Obama do for the black community? Barack Obama, who now lives in a white neighborhood. Well, they're not listening, and I think they're going. I think they're going to pay for it. Okay, so let's go up and let's talk about Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, Joe Biden—he—he—he he, he can't help. He has to always do almost every blessed press conference that he has. He always has to do two things: one, no matter what, politicize it, okay, and two, make up stories. And he always gets caught, right? He always gets caught. So let's let's take I, we could actually take this one and call it a Kamalaism because you knew this was going to be fact checked, and I think Axios fact checked it, which means they're a little left to they're a little left of center. Axios, I wouldn't say they're quite leftist. But they fact checked this and they said, uh yeah, no. So listen to him and he does this because he's trying to give himself some this is a big problem with President Biden. He constantly has to give himself credit so that he looks like he understands. The guy doesn't understand. So let's just listen to this and we'll talk about it after.
2: I know from experience how much how much anxiety and fear and concern there are in the people. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck, and we lost an awful lot of it, it about 15 years ago.
0: Okay, fact check, BS. The, what happened 15 years ago, I believe it was 2007, 2006, 2008, somewhere in the, in the late 2000s, uh, their house was struck by lightning. And apparently it shorted something out. It shorted, I think, a toaster out in their kitchen. The toaster caught fire. They put, they put the uh, toaster, they put the fire out. There was a little bit of damage in the house, but not catastrophic. And by the way, 2006, 7, eight, Joe Biden was already in, in politics for 40 years. He was already rich. His son was already making millions. Is that the same thing as his house being blown up by a hurricane? What would he do? Just move to another mansion? To rebuild? These people lost everything, and he's making a comparison with a small kitchen fire. And by the way, I've had I've had kitchen fires. I've had a kitchen fire. I've caused some damage for fires because I don't work well with oil. But I I wouldn't actually compare that with someone's entire livelihood, their home everything being destroyed by a hurricane I wouldn't make that comparison at all but he has to do that because he needs to give himself some street cred when it comes to dealing with things like this well here's another here's another little quote from the um from the press conference and I tell you you should watch the video because the look on DeSantis's face was just hysterical uh, and also, I mean, it's not a funny statement because this guy, he constantly has to politicize everything. Never let a good uh, crisis go to waste. And that's what he does. And that's what he does here. So listen to what he says here.
2: Entire state of New Jersey, the, the, as much room as that takes up. And the reservoirs out west are, are, are down to almost zero. We're in a situation where the Colorado River looks more like a stream. There's a lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. But folks, I also want to, uh, Jill and I have had you all in our prayers. And I mean that sincerely.
0: Ron DeSantis' face is just precious. He's just looking at him like, what? The guy can't go five minutes without politicizing. Now, he's wrong here, by the way. He's dead wrong. Well, let's get to why he's wrong because he he brings up the climate change thing again, and but the thing is, he also does something really impressive. I I actually will give Joe Biden credit. So let's listen to this next video. No, I will bring up the climate change thing now. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't have a uh, a uh, script. Um, the thing with Biden and climate change is. And this is the problem that all of the climate activists have, okay? is that they show one, they show one uh, example, this storm. And they give it, they make it into it, it's, it's a proof of climate change. Now, what he won't bring up is that actually, hurricanes have been very moderate in the last few years. We haven't had a Katrina in a long time. The last big hurricane was in 2017, so it's been five years since we've had a really big hurricane like this. And you can't really, you can't really compare Katrina either, because Katrina was a was the fault not of the hurricane, it was the fault of the government not to uh, shore up the levees, not to upgrade the levees, because the levees are what actually caused the problem. Not the hurricane. The hurricane was actually very moderate. I think it never. I, I don't think it ever reached a, a Category 4 hurricane. It was a Category 2, Category 3 hurricane. But the storm surge made the water go over the levees and flooded New Orleans. So to sit back and, and blame climate change for Katrina is stupid because Katrina just wasn't that strong a hurricane. But you can't point to one thing. Now, he, he points to a couple. Well, the Colorado River is shrinking. Well, yeah, but we're also using a lot of water from the Colorado River. And it's been a little drier. It it's it gets dry. When we have snowstorms in the Rockies, guess what? The Colorado River will fill up. He points to the fires. Well, we already know, especially on the West Coast. Well, we already know the fires in the West Coast are caused by bad forest management. Trump actually got Uh, Gavin Newsom to admit that while he was president. And by the way, that bad forest management is only on the West Coast where you've got all that, that climate cult. You go to Idaho, Montana, they don't have that kind of problem. Why? Because they take care of their forests. Very rarely do you have a fire breaking out in Idaho, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana. It just doesn't happen that often because they manage their forests. So there is always a reason something happens. If we have a hurricane like this every five years, that's a good thing. But to sit back and point to this hurricane and say, see, climate change. And then in the same sentence, you usually bring, bring up whatever. I can't remember the name of the hurricane in New Jersey that messed up New Jersey. But that happened five years ago. Okay, so let's listen to this next clip. And... He makes an astonishing admission, and I'm going to give him absolute credit on this. And of course, he's going to bring up climate change again, but uh, we already talked about climate change, so I can skip that part. So let's listen. What do state, local, and federal officials need to do differently to prevent future loss of life?
2: What the governor's done is pretty remarkable. So far, I mean, this is what what he's he's done. In terms of, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, first of all, the biggest thing the governor's done and so many others have done, they've recognized this thing called global warming. The world is changing. It's changing. And we have to change the way with the zoning codes. For example, uh, my, the woman who heads up all this, this, this area for me. Uh, Liz showed me a picture of the telephone poles we put up. Liz, where, where, where were they? Where they? Liz, Liz. Anyway. Liz showed me a picture of the telephone poles we put up in Florida. I'm not sure what where, where were that telephone pole you were showing me? Oh, it was right here Fort Myers Beach. For Fort Myers Beach. Instead of doing cement poles or wooden poles, we put up steel poles. And guess what? They all were sustained. They all survived. The wires survived. The poles survived. It cost more money to put them up, but they survived. We also know we put a lot of this on, the bike in California.
0: Okay. So, a couple of things here. First off, you notice the guy just keeps bumbling around. He can never seem to keep his... Whenever he is asked a question outside of his little script he just seems to bumble around. The second thing I want to point out, um, DeSantis never said he believes in the crisis of climate change. That's just not true. It'll probably come out later, but DeSantis is being very quiet and he's the president of the United States. He's there. Um, they're working together here and they are working together. I am impressed. I, I am really impressed that these guys have buried the hatchet for this one disaster. But notice he said he started talking about steel poles, electrical poles, and how the poles survived the hurricane. The poles were still up, they were still running our electricity, they were easy to put together. This is how we handle climate change. We adapt, we figure out technology. You let the private sector figure out technology that is going to make us better adapt to storms and climate. For example, California has a huge water crisis coming up because we've had a drought now for a couple of years. The big question is, we've got water in California. It's called the ocean. Stop blaming climate change for the problems that California has with water and stop start coming up with solutions that could adapt that we can adapt to adapt when it comes to droughts. You could build a couple of desalinization plants in the ocean and bring fresh water into California. To the point where we don't have to take water out of the Colorado River. We don't have to export water from anywhere else. We don't have to hope it rains. We can just take it from the ocean. Which has an un- amazing, unlimited amounts of water. But they won't do that. And they're cheap. They're really cheap to build. I mean, they're using desalinization plants in Saudi Arabia. How do you think they get water? They don't get it, rain? Oh, but uh, But you know why? Because the climate activists say, well, then we'll, we we'll, you, <laughs> this is just an amazing statement. Well, we'll, we'll take all the water from the ocean. Th- that's what they're saying. We could actually empty the ocean. The most asinine, stupid comment I've ever heard, but that's exactly the reason. I believe it is in Michael Schellenberger's book uh, that he wrote when he was writing about uh, climate change. I don't have the book with me, but he had said that you put three maybe four desalinization plants in the ocean maybe um they cost a billion dollars to build you're done you got it you're finished you have no more water problems but that's how we're going to handle climate change by adapting to it we are not i i do agree with bill maher here because he, he talked with ben shapiro And he had said, well, I'd like to still try net. Well, you can try, but I don't think it's going to work. The the climate's going to change whether we like it or not. Yes, I believe we should cut our emissions. Yes, I don't want to use oil anymore, but we just don't have the technology yet. We'll get there. We're just not there yet. And the final admission here, and this is going to be something, I I, got to tell you, I'm a little shocked about this. Ron DeSantis is doing a great job. And Ron DeSantis is doing a great job. Uh, the, the second the winds got down to 40 miles an hour, I'm not kidding you, that was, that's, was the limit to sending people out. He had 1,700 trucks going through the state trying to get the power back up. He had something like 80% of the power back up within a couple of days. He had cell towers back up. Within a couple of days so that people could start contacting people. He is doing a great job. And I, I give the president a lot of credit because DeSantis more than likely is going to be his competition in 2024. And he didn't even sound pained to admit that DeSantis is doing a good job. I think DeSantis should appreciate that. And I appreciate it. I think that's a that's a good that's a good move. I like that. Okay, so pro-Second Amendment folk got a big win. According to the New York Post, the U.S. Supreme Court vacated a Massachusetts gun control law in one of the first orders of its new term following the Justice's June ruling striking down a New York statute that required people to show proper cause if they want to carry a concealed firearm in public. The Massachusetts case, Morin versus Liver, concerned the plaintiff being denied a new firearm license because he had two out-of-state misdemeanor convictions for weapons possessions. You know, here's the thing. I find it kind of ironic that the left doesn't want felon don't don't want felons to serve any jail time. They want to let them out, but they want to take the rights away of somebody who probably jaywalked in another state. Okay. Nonviolent misdemeanors, probably possession of pot or something. I find it amazing that they want to do that. But here's the thing. This is a big win. A misdemeanor, a nonviolent misdemeanor should not mean that you lose your... As a matter of fact, I think it's law that you have to have a felony not to carry a gun. So I, I think I think it is excellent. We can see that this court is really does take care of the Second Amendment. I didn't get into any of the um, details of the case because it wasn't a huge case, and it wasn't a huge case because it's already law. It was: if you have a felony, you can't have a gun. Misdemeanors and infractions do not take away your right to carry a gun, especially if they're nonviolent. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what battery would do. That's considered a violent, uh, a violent misdemeanor. So I'm not sure exactly where that goes. But and maybe that's why it was worded the way it was. A non-violent misdemeanor does not mean you can't carry a gun. A violent misdemeanor, maybe you shouldn't carry a gun. You can have a gun, but you're not allowed to carry it. So that's, that's good. And these liberal states, Massachusetts, New York, they're just getting pummeled over the Second Amendment thing. Well, New York, the crime is incredible. It seems like the only people in New York that are that are carrying weapons are felons. So, okay, here's, here's another little court case. It really shows you something. And I think it, there's, it's more telling than just the... It, it, there's something more here than just the actual story itself and the obvious issue with the story. Idaho and Indiana have implemented very strict abortion bans in the country. Now, they're not really bans per se. Um, They just restrict abortion. I believe uh, it is the second a heartbeat can be found. These are heartbeat laws. I think it is maybe eight weeks, four or eight weeks that you cannot get an abortion, okay? So they're pretty strict laws. Now, there was no way these these laws in these states were not going to face lawsuits. Remember, the fight for protecting the unborn ha- just started after Roe versus Wade, Wade got overturned. It just started. Okay, now the fight is going to be state by state, and it's going to be vicious, they're going to be lawsuits, they're going to be the whole deal. Because the left is not going to let killing babies go. It's part of their religion. That's what they do. Well, speaking of religion, uh, there's there was a lawsuit uh, made against Idaho and Indiana. So according to the Daily Wire, The Satanic Temple filed lawsuits in federal court against Idaho and Indiana last month over near-total abortion bans in both states, citing a list of accusations surrounding religious rights blocking a woman's right to engage in the Satanic abortion ritual. Now, I would say, I would have a question. If I were a pro-abortionist, if I were a leftist, I would seriously have to consider Questioning my ideology, if the Satanic Temple is on my side, okay, I, I that would be an issue. So one of the things the Satanic Temple is going to need to prove is they're going to have to sh- pr- they're going to have to show, okay, what ritual is this? And we're going to talk about the Satanic Temple because they're not they're not, actually not a religion. They may file themselves at a, as a religion, but they're, they're really not. So according to the Hill. This is, this is what they say. The satanic temple's religious tenets include beliefs that people should have control over their own bodies, basically nihilism, that the freedoms of others should be respected, and that scientific facts shouldn't be distorted to fit personal beliefs. The organization also has something called, it calls a satanic abortion ritual that includes the process. This is it. This is what it is that includes the process of a person reminding themselves that their body their body is inviolate undergoing the the abortion and then reciting a personal affirmation that's it the satan basically the satanic the satanic i they don't t- say what that affirmation is that personal affirmation basically it says it's okay i, ha- I had an ab- abortion and there's your, there's your personal affirmation. The Satanic Temple... Now, something to point out here. The Satanic Temple is different than, let's say, the Church of Satan, which was founded by Anton LaVey in the 60s. The Church of Satan actually was a religion honoring Satan. It had a set of actual rituals. It was considered a religion. Okay, because they were worshiping something. The Satanic Temple is actually a secular secular organization. They don't believe in Satan. They worship themselves. Even their rituals, for the few that have rituals, there are some Satanic uh, Temple uh, associates that do have rituals, but they're celebrating themselves. Basically, it's an embrace of nihilism and self-fulfillment. It's libertarianism taken to the extreme, is what it really is. They still don't believe in murder and things like that. Believe it or not, the, Satan- the uh, Church of Satan did. They didn't do it, but they, they L'Anton LaVey in his book, actually said, well, we don't really do that, but it's not considered a, a sin or anything if you murder somebody. Okay, and you're going to pay a price. Okay. That being said, this case is going to get thrown out because it isn't really a religion and their ritual isn't really a ritual. By calling it a personal affirmation, the temple kind of admits it's not a prayer. So, yeah, this isn't going to go anywhere. But I do want to bring up something else in this. And I think I, I, I've i missed this. I should have said this a while back. Um... We all have the freedom to do what we want as long as it doesn't hurt society. That, we can all agree with that. But, you know, we don't have to accept it. Our government doesn't have to accept it. Our culture and politics can actually reject certain things when they go outside of our founding, our founding ideologies and principles. We should be able to reject things like the Satanic Temple, We should be able to reject things like the transitioning of children, chopping off the body parts of children, because this goes way outside the founding's ideals. We should be able to say, no, it is not appropriate to dance for a man to dance in a dress and a thong in front of children. We should be able to say no to this. And by the way, we used to do that, we used to have a set of standards for organizations and our behavior, for institutions, excuse me, organizations, bad word, institutions. We don't have that because the left has been tearing down our standards. Other countries do. Countries you would never think would have the same, would have more concrete standards than the United States. France is a prime example. France has openly said, yeah, don't bring that crap here. And what they're talking about is the transing of kids. They're talking about the pronouns. All of that stuff they reject. They absolutely reject it. Why? Because they have a set of standards based on France's founding. And by the way, the French Revolution, not a great thing very secular. France is an extremely secular country. They don't believe in they, they religion is is demonized. The president is a socialist. It's an extremely secular country. And yet they have standards that would they, satanic temple would go to a courtroom in France they'd throw it right out. They'd say no, that doesn't belong here. We don't no. You're 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 beyond our standards and we're not going to accept that. President Macron of France sat there and said the same thing. Don't bring this this, he, her, they, them, jeezer. Don't bring that here. We're not changing. And I think that is the important deal. That's the difference between the United States and France. How, how the United States has fallen behind, where now everything needs to be accepted. You know what? I don't, I reject the church of Satan. I'm sorry, the church, the satanic temple. I reject affirmation therapy. I reject gay marriage. Like I said, one of the things, oh, are you for gay marriage? No, I'm not for gay marriage at all. But what they're doing today is not gay marriage. It's just civil unions. They're not getting married in the church. If they're not getting married in the church, it's not a marriage. A lot of things I do reject because it goes way beyond what our founding principles are. Okay, I hope you have a great weekend. Um, check, keep checking out on Rumble.com. Three new videos there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make uh, two or three tomorrow that are hopefully gonna add to the podcast. You guys have a great day. Have a great weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.